This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Our latest podcast involves a pitcher who is not only the reliever of the year in the Rays system, but in all of minor league. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Baseball. Colby White drafted in 2019 played at all four full season raise affiliates this year going from Charleston to Bowling Green to Montgomery before finishing up at AAA Durham. He struck out more than 40% of the batters he faced, collecting 104 strikeouts in only 62 innings. You'll hear on the podcast today from Colby, and he's a really good conversation, but also one of his four pitching coaches. Jim Paddock has had a big impact on Colby's slider, and we'll hear about that and his development. We start, though, with Colby and begin our conversation with what it means to win Rays and Minor League Baseball's Reliever of the Year awards. Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, it, it, it's awesome because, it, you know, that's probably the first award I've ever won. It's been a, uh, you know, just a personal honor like that. And uh, I, I definitely didn't start this year uh, expecting anything like that had happened. Um, but I did expect to have a good year. Um you know, COVID kind of put things into perspective for me uh, during uh, 2020. Um, and it just made me value, uh, you know, the importance of playing the game, just just playing the game, as simple as that is. But when you sit at the house and you're in Foxworth, Mississippi, and you hadn't seen anything but woods and um, a, a calendar year and you're working and it's just you, uh, it just makes you miss going out and competing. And, uh, you know, that's what coaches talk about for years. It's just going out and competing. And then I, re- I realized what Coach Lamonis and, and Coach Avalon at Pearl River, uh, I understood what they were talking about with competing. And uh, and it was just fun just to be able to prepare myself and come back and uh, try to have a slider I could throw at, at hitters and then just compete, you know. So um, it, I was very thankful that uh, we, we were able to come back because, you know, with COVID and all that, uh, so much uncertainty. Um, and, and just getting a chance again was, was incredible. You touched on some pretty uh, interesting things. So first of all, 19, you get drafted, you play in Hudson Valley, and then you mentioned COVID hit. So what did you learn in 19? And what did you do during the pandemic back at home in Mississippi by yourself that took your game up a notch? Because obviously you had to make, I, I would think, some changes that, that took you up to the level you had this year. Well, I just... Uh... I had talked with our uh, pitching, uh, the guys on the pitching side, the uh, pitching coordinators and uh, pitching coaches and stuff, and the big uh, highlight for me was to have a slider that I could throw four strikes and sometimes not for strikes and just make it a believable pitch. And uh, 
I tried to come back last year with the slider and then halfway through the year, I started realizing, Hey, I need something to lefties too. And I, I pulled out a splitter. And, uh, and for me, it was just trusting pitches that I throw up there, no matter what it was and realizing that I'm good enough to get whoever out. It doesn't matter what their name is. It doesn't matter, you know, where they're from, uh, you know, what prospect rank they are uh, at the end of the day. They got to stand in a box with nine spikes on just like anybody else. So um, it, it was just a belief, a strong belief in myself and the, the work I'd put in during the COVID year um, that I, I really felt like there was no way anyone outworked me. So either I'm good enough or I'm not. And uh, I think just a, that mentality, simple mentality, uh, helped a lot. So um, and, and that's just kind of what it, what it amounted to is just work. And then we'll see. Here it is. Let's see what we got. So. Well, tell me this then. Was the work, do you think, more on the mental game or was it more on the physical game? Do you think you're a lot stronger, a lot more durable? What things did you do? Did you change your diet during COVID? What changed? Um, I think it's more of a mental thing because uh, I, I realized in 19 that this game is a whole lot harder than I realized if I make it hard. Because I had, uh, you know, we got put out in the College World Series. Things didn't go the way we that I wanted it to or any of us wanted it to. And then hey, a week later, you're going to Connecticut and you're pitching. And uh, I remember I had a 4 a.m. flight that morning. And then that night at like 9 o'clock, I'm pitching. And it was a very long day. And I was like, you know what? The game of baseball don't care how long of a day it was or, or you know, what all I've went through that day or what's happened over the last couple of weeks. I still got to go out and do what I'm supposed to do, you know. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it was both. You know, I, I really felt like I got a better feel for – a secondary pitch, and I'm still trying to work on that, you know, obviously this offseason. Um, and, but, yeah, mental mental side of it, too, uh, just not being scared, not not trying to be more than what I am, just being a, you know, six-foot reliever that throws a slider and sometimes throws a splitter. Here it is, hit it. If you don't, if you do good, you know, but just kind of simple. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely been – a, a mental thing too you know so and, and from what i've heard though you mentioned your slider and your changeup, and obviously those are your slider and your split and those are good pitches and you need those but your fastball carry is pretty good too has that always been a big pitch for you and when did you start to get like where you realized hey this is a good pitch and this is why it's good well just to be honest all through high school um all through junior college and even at at mississippi state um I threw probably 98% fastballs. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's all, you know, and it was just – because, see, you know, when I went to college, I, the, the the background that I had on pitching, it, it was very small. It was just like, hey, just compete. That was it. You know, that's all That's all you hear. You don't really get into, hey, I'm going I'm to throw, throw some spin at them, I'm going to do this, or some kind of pitching theory. It was just – so, um, yeah, I mean, all through my life, I, I was just trying to beat people with fastballs. Uh, and I was always fascinated with that. Ever since I was a kid, um, I'd look at the big-name relievers and starters and the power of fastballs, and I, were, I was fascinated with it. So uh, that's how I tried to pitch. That's how I, I was like, man, if I could just throw one pitch that's really good, I ain't got to have th- four of them, five of them, you know. So, um, and, and, yeah, so I, I've kind of grew up trying to do that. So as a kid growing up in Mississippi, did you always want to be a baseball player and did you always want to be a reliever or did you play, you know, the field too and, and thought of yourself as a position guy? 
Yeah. Um, so I got my senior year of high school. Um, I got to realize, and I was like, you know, I love hitting. Um, I, I would, I would love to be able to hit at the next level and, uh, and, and do that. But I have hit no home runs in high school and I run about a seven two sixty. And when I get on the mound, I throw about 90 something miles an hour. So I'm probably going to be a pitcher, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I realized I had a pretty good arm growing up and stuff. And, uh, just so happened that it kind of stayed that way as I got older. You know, sometimes kids, you know, the way they grow and the way their bodies change or whatever, one benefits the other. Some guys turn into really good hitters. Some some turn into really good pitchers. Uh, and then I, I just gained a little velocity, really, uh, going into my senior year. So it was probably with the, with the uh, speed I, I didn't have and the power I didn't have with the bat, I figured, you know, I better pitch. So Obviously, it's turned out. Uh, okay, not better than okay so far. With the year you had, you're moving up level to level. What was the hardest part in getting promoted three times in a year? Is it the mental aspect of facing better hitters? Is it the phys- is it the aspect of trying to learn all these new teammates and get adjusted to a new league? What was what was the biggest challenge? Oh, uh, you know the the players in the Rays organization, and I, I don't know if it's just. Uh, just a coincidence or if it's a so I hadn't figured it out yet but the guys are so welcoming you know they don't care where you are how old you are who you are you know from the moment you walk in a locker room with new guys they're they're walking up to you hey man I'm such and such I'm such and such and I'm like you know all the guys are so welcoming so that that was a very easy part of it uh but the hard thing to me was was leaving these towns and these cities I've been in for a little while and just not it's just like okay well I'm, I'm gonna go to a new place and uh meet new people and and all that because there were so many good places I, I went and really enjoyed being at uh but when you go to the next next level get a promotion it's always well I'm, I'm climbing the ladder so it don't matter as it is but um so some stuff would weigh like having to unpack and pack all the time that was and then when I got to Durham I had uh I was actually on a road trip in double a and um, so I, I brought like six outfits with me for that week because we had been in Jackson and AA, and then I got promoted to Durham, and I was in Durham for uh, I believe it was like it might have been a month. I'm not sure, but I had like six outfits in a month, and I was just washing stuff over and over again every week, and uh, then left everything back in Montgomery. So that was kind of the sitting here thinking, is my car getting broken into in Montgomery or what? You know, but uh. But no, nah, it wasn't to me that the the hardest part was just moving place, you know. Well, obviously you handled it really well. I would get, or at least I heard that you also enjoyed not only the promotions, but the fact that your alma mater ended up winning the College World Series this year. Did you let your, oh, yeah. Your, yeah, uh, st- your clubhouse guys hear about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I stayed talking with uh so I started in Charleston and uh played against Cole Wilcox actually in college. And we would stay talking crap about, you know, one one school or the other. And uh, he would always get it toward toward football this year because Georgia – it was like Georgia's going to go have a good football team. But, uh, but yeah, I, I got to let them know, you know. You come from – I take pride in, in Mississippi State baseball. I'll just keep it at that. What's your personality like uh, in, in the clubhouse? What, what, how would you describe yourself? You obviously talked about how you pitch. Uh. I probably pretty loose. Uh, I, I like joking around, especially with like Curtis Mead and guys that I don't really uh, 
like I ain't many Australians in South Mississippi. So when I'm in the locker room with him, me and him cut up a little bit. I, I try to get him to dance. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty loose. I like I like to have fun. I don't really good or bad. Well, I tell you what, if I blow a save or something like that, then I you know I, I probably wasn't much talking. A bunch of eyebrows pressed down on my eyelids, but. Um, but yeah, I'm, but you know, I like, I like cutting up and letting the time pass. So cause there's a lot of downtime in the locker room. You can't, if you just sit in there playing Uno and, you know, straightforward all the time, it's, it's not gonna, it's gonna be long. Your rain delays are gonna be long and, and the season's gonna be even longer. So. Well, you made it a whole lot shorter this year. I have to imagine in your off season right now, you're enjoying some hunting and fishing back home. Yeah, I uh, I got everything set up to hunt a little bit. I've only I've actually only set I, I got a little blind set up. I've actually only sat out there for for one evening, didn't see anything. Uh, but I've really been I, that's the thing I start doing is I always want to make sure that I get my baseball stuff out of the way first. And I don't know if I'm always short pressed for time or or maybe I'm not. Uh, but I I end up spending more time on baseball to where I don't even hunt anymore, which is kind of crazy. But uh, I really want to make sure that whatever I'm working on on a day, you know, whether, you know, whatever it is, very detailed things that that I have plenty of time for that. And I try to really make it a job um, during the off season and not really look at it as an off season, you know. So it sounds like obviously you're you're able to have fun, but you're driven at the same time. What's the focus? What are you doing this off season to make sure that you're getting better? And what's what's most important to get better at? Um, I, I really. So, for whatever reason, I put on a lot of weight during the season. So, which I naturally eat a lot. So I'm I'm always gonna fight that battle. But um, I, I try to cut down some weight, which I did. I lost probably about 15 pounds during a uh, right when I got home in about a month span, and I've still held it off. And then I'm trying to get very flexible. Um, I said for years I was gonna be able to do a split, um, just to be able to. Because I'm, I'm very flexible a lot of other places, but lower half, ah, not so much. Um, and, and I really believe flexibility is a huge thing about throwing harder. I think it helps your body get in and out of positions a lot easier than if you were just this big old muscled up, you know, piece of uh, human flesh, you know. So, um, so I'm just trying to work on that and uh, try, to get, try to get better spin on my slider and, and to be able to throw it, uh, throw it harder. And just trust that it's going to get where it needs to get with the movement it needs to get. And uh, and, and on top of that, uh, really work on – I actually got to – I don't even know if I can mention this. I guess I can. But I, I got a, a picture that I was actually tipping pitches during the year. Um, so I, I've really been working on trying to hide the ball, every aspect of uh, me coming set and into delivering a pitch, that they don't have anything. So that's just kind of some – it's a very small things, but I, I, for me, I believe over the course of a year, it, it really helps when you start working on stuff over and over again, uh, start stacking days on it. It'll, it'll come to show. So, And I would guess, too, your big goal is, look, you conquered four levels. You got through four levels. You want to get to the last one. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I, I want to get to where uh, when I do, uh, you know, because I, I start looking around and it's like uh, – it, it's, a, it's a lot easier. I ain't going to say easy. Nothing in this game is easy, but it seems like to me it's a lot easier to get to the big leagues than it is to stay there, you know, and I, I want to be a guy that is able to 
And I know there's various things that play into that, but I want to bet a guy when I get there, I can get any hitter out and I don't, there's no, there's no more learning once I get there and freaking out, you know, like once I got the high, I struggled a little bit. Um, and then same thing. I felt like triple A struggled a little bit, got hit around a little bit the first couple outings. And, and obviously I know that's going to happen, but I want to be able to get there and make an immediate impact and, and stay there once I, once I get there. So that's just kind of what I'm trying to work towards. Um, if, if possible, I know everybody has their own little, little things about them that, that it make them good or whatever, but, um, but yeah, that that'd be the ultimate goal. It's the big leagues. So, well, obviously you're on a pretty good track. We appreciate some time. Congratulations on all the awards you've won, and uh, enjoy the rest of your preparation for uh, 2022. All right, thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it. Well, we certainly appreciate the time of Colby White and joining us now. One of the four pitching coaches he had during the course of this uh, remarkable year, and that's Jim Paddock, who now joins us. And Jim. Uh, first, tell me what it means to you to see Colby get recognized across minor league baseball as the reliever of the year. Well, I think it's a big honor uh, when you think about how many players are in the minor leagues um, itself and to do what he did from going from low A all the way up to triple A and having uh, the success that he's had over the course of the last season. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it's it's really remarkable and, it, and it's special, um, but it's just a testament to his hard work, what type of person he is. And, um, you know, his contribution on the field and his improvement. We'll touch on the improvement a bit, but how difficult was it also what he did over the course of the year? You played, you played at the AAA level. He went through all four full season levels at some point during the course of the season. How challenging is that? And where is it most difficult? Yeah, well, it, it's, uh, it's very difficult, obviously, to do what he did. Um, you know, there's different uh, types of stepping stones that you have to hit at each level, um, particularly, you know, like a triple A hitter isn't isn't like a, uh, a low A hitter, per se, in Charleston. Um, they have more experienced. Uh, the hitters there have logged so much information over the course of their careers and seen so many pitches. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's just a matter of making sure that he's executing his pitch, um, whether it be adding a slider, which he did over the course of the season to uh, to add to his fastball. Um, and making sure that he has, you know, he strikes it over the, uh, in the strike zone. Um, and I think, uh, you know, him doing that, the improve, the daily improvement, um, him asking questions over the course of the season, um, as I said, really speaks to a testament of who he is. What's hardest about making that many moves in a year? Is it the mental, um, and the fact that you're constantly moving and trying to get adjusted to new teammates and new leagues, or is it the physical, and some of the adjustments you would have to make in facing more mature hitters. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the mental does lead to the physical, but I, I think, you know, just as you have to have the, the physical hurdles and the performance on the field, I think um, the same thing's got to be done mentally. Um, as I mentioned, the triple A hitters are a little bit different and the double A hitters are a little bit different than some of the lower levels. Um, so just having the mindset of that you do belong, um, that you will have success and the trust and the ability to uh, to put the ball over the plate and to get hitters out uh, because we know at the major league level, it's very difficult. And um, you know, the right mindset, if he has the right mindset, which he does, um, that's just going to propel him to success. Let's touch on that. What's his personality like, you know, obviously relievers can be a special breed. Mm -hmm. um, what makes him special on and or off the field too, in terms of the makeup? Yeah, he's a, uh... He's he's a special guy. He's a Southern boy uh, from Mississippi. Um, 
you know, Mississippi State won the uh, won the College World Series last year, so he was letting everybody know about it. Um, the big jokester, loves a joke around, uh, but when it's time to get down to work, um, he's all about business. And, um, you know, like I, like I mentioned, he asks questions. He, he wants to put in the extra work and make sure that he's doing his, uh, his due diligence on a daily basis, not leaving any stone unturned um, to accomplish his dream of, of making the major leagues. And, and he's done that last year, jumping the four levels, which is pretty much unheard of. Um, and he's put himself in a good position now on the cusp of the big leagues um, to possibly making that team. Jim, do you remember when you first encountered him, either maybe in spring training or just maybe something that stood out early when you got him as a coach that made you think, hey, this guy's got a chance to have a really special year? Yeah, I, I, I didn't really encounter him in spring training. I mean, it, you know, we're in different groups over the course of the uh, over the course of the month. Um, but when he came up from Charleston, uh, you know, I talked to RC just a little bit about who he is and, and what he's about and what his process is and and just seeing him for the first time. He's a Short, stocky kid, very powerful legs, um, high carry fastball with high velocity. Um, but th the thing going in was uh, he's going to need a secondary and possibly a third pitch uh, for him to have success because we know that everybody can hit the fastball. Um, so it's just a matter of him, uh, you know, locating, locating the fastball, obviously, and making sure he knows what to do with it in the right situation and also the development of the slider. But uh, he's definitely proven that, obviously, with the jump uh, that he made last year and look forward to seeing more success uh, this upcoming season. Since you touched on the slider itself and, and mm -hmm. the strides he made with that pitch, what was it like? What, what was done with it and how effective a weapon is it now? Um, you know, it was a lot of early work, a lot of short box work, 45 feet. Um, we started off just spinning it and making sure that he feels how the ball is coming out of his hand, uh, making sure it's coming out right and just creating some, some type of shape. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was a little bit struggle early on. Uh, we weren't getting the right, uh, the, right, uh, the right spin and the right shape in game, um, transferring it from practice. Um, it, so it's it, one of the games that uh, it definitely clicked and uh, he felt it and we just built on it. And, um, you know, he was, uh, it's still probably not where it needs to be uh, per se. Um, nobody's really a finished product. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely something that you can build off of uh, from last year. The Rays have so many unique types of relievers at the major league level and so many neat contrasts. How does what what makes him special in terms of the contrast? You mentioned the carry on the fastball. How unique is the, the, what he does with it? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a mid to upper 90s fastball. It's got, uh, you know, for speaking pitch profile, it's got well over 20 inches of carry at times, um, which is very elite. Um, you know, it makes it tough on hitters, uh, the way the ball comes out of his hand, he's got a bit of a heavy fastball and, uh, you know, if he can strike the slider, that just makes it more of a weapon. If he can, uh, if he can play each pitch off, off its, uh, off the other, off the other's line. So, and, you know, he, he did add, not really add, he had a split in college and we were trying to find a, a, a comfortable grip for the changeup. And he, and he came to me, he said, well, I threw a split in college, you know, what, uh, what do you think about that? So. Um, we started with that and it, there's really is no comp to that pitch that he throws. Um, and it's, it's very, it almost acts as a curveball the way the, the up down movement is on it. Um, very effective. Um, but again, can he make it, can he tunnel it off his fastball and make sure it comes out of the same line, um, with everything. And I, I know with our organization, you know, nobody's pretty much a, you know, guy's got to go multiple innings and, uh, he can definitely do that and have success with it. 
Um, just a matter of him keeping up with his work and obviously the conditioning and being ready for any situation that he's uh, he's asked to uh, uh, pitch in. I would imagine that's probably what the, the biggest areas of growth for him, the further development of the secondary pitches, the, both the, mm-hmm. that changeup and his slider? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. How, how high is the ceiling for a kid like this? Because, you know, you – you know, you've seen guys who've been successful going to the big league level, and the Rays are really good about putting the right pitcher on the right types of hitters once they get there. Yeah, and yeah, it's all about matchups, and he can have as much success as he wants. I think that, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit for him. Um, obviously, the, the continued development from season to season and from outing to outing is, is paramount, and just making sure that he's learning from each uh, situation. As much as we say, you know, baseball's a game of failure and whatnot, it's, it's pretty much a game of learning. And um, as long as he's learning and, and making the adjustments that need to be made um, from hitter to hitter, from game to game, learning hitter swings, making sure he understands what his strengths are, which um, he does and he's, he's continuing to do, um, but also pitching to the situation and, and knowing who's at the plate and uh, trusting in his stuff. I know there's a lot more swing and miss at the uh, at all levels now than there's been in the past, but he struck out more than 40% of the hitters he faced this year. How difficult is that to do, and, and does he do it while trying to get the strikeout, or is it just naturally happen with him that he has that swing and miss? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's very difficult. The, the percentages are pretty much off the charts. Um, yeah, I don't think he looks for the strikeouts. You know, we we pretty much preach we're pitching to contact, pitch to the big part of the plate. And then, you know, it, when you get to two strikes, then he can go for the jugular a little bit. But, um, you know, we're about efficiency, making sure that they stay healthy, obviously, um, making sure that they use all their pitches. Um, so I wouldn't say he's looking for the strikeout per se. That's, you know, a lot of it. And you see at the uh, big league level as well. We got some guys with some power arms and he's definitely a power arm. Um, and you know, the way the game is, uh, there are going to be a lot of swings and misses based upon how each pitch profiles. And, um, but, I, but I would say, it, you know, as long as he stays on the same track and, and make sure he trusts in himself, um, and knows who he is, he's going to have all the s- success in the world. Well, it sounds like uh race fan should be excited maybe for him to have some sort of impact, even in 2022, Jim, we appreciate some time and continued success working through the race system. I know you we're there as a player, and it looks like you continue to climb the ladder as a coach. I appreciate it. Thanks, Neil. That's Jim Paddock, and we thank him and Colby White for being with us. Thank you for being with us on our latest podcast, and we will chat with you soon.